0: Grim looking Sunday morning But it's not grim in studio We got a studio packed with Talented people and more food Maybe more all right, food There are
1: so many people in studio And you're all so quiet So let's be like Hey, yay. Yay. it's a Sunday oh, morning whoa. Come on, but let's get it going know on I don't think we've
0: ever had this much food in here either This is nice I think
1: you've said that
0: before Nice, so One of my absolute favorites in this world Is Parisian Chef Fabrice I can't even say it Fabrice Bendano from Le Diplomat I did say it he is so talented, it's unbelievable. And they have a, uh, at Le Diplomat, I want to say it right, is it Glacé? Glacé, I actually. Yeah, the Glacé cart. It's called Glacé. Glass. Glass and sorbet. Uh, okay, whatever. I speak Italian. <laughs> um But we're going to be talking about that and the differences between ice cream and sorbet and gelato. Okay, let's move on
1: because you're taking a long time. Okay, let's intro. move on. Okay, so the Jewish holidays are coming up. They'll be here before you know it. And Paul Entis, who is with the Jewish Food Experiences in they have some great uh, events coming up. And he's going to tell us about the accessibility of Jewish food. Mm. Oh, and the 7th Annual Chesapeake Crab and Beer Festival is coming back to National Harbor August 27th. There is going to be so much crabs and so much beer. You better get your tickets because it is selling out. And Greg Daly of the Crag Depot, which is in Brooklyn, Maryland, is in studio with us today, and he's going to show us how to pick a crab. we got to give a shout-out to
0: Greg Nivens, who runs all those things with Trigger Agency. Of course. Big stuff. All right, so... Uh, Eric Berlin is, I don't know if you're better known as Chef Egg.
2: Everybody knows me as Chef Egg. He's, uh-huh. And
0: he's a, I would say that he's a renaissance man. He's worked with school kids in the Baltimore school system. He's helped re- returning vets, from combat veterans, kind of reenter and get reoriented and learn some basic food skills.
2: Absolutely. And
0: uh, like- he's got a lot going on. He's in with us. We're going to talk about everything he's up to. And Suma is a great new restaurant on Bethesda Avenue Extended in Bethesda, right across from Euro Motor Cars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Executive Chef Gene Sohm, uh, he was with Robert Wiedemeyer for many years at Marcel's. Am I right, Chef? Correct. All right. Almost seven years. Yeah. And he brought in John Norman of Norman's Farm Market. If you live in Montgomery County, you know all the little Norman's Farm Market outposts. We get all our tomatoes and veggies there.
1: We do. And it he's in fabulous. with John
0: to talk about eating fresh. And okay. I mean Sadiq who works right. with our buddy Vic Albizu. <laughs> He's the bar Del manager
1: at Del Campo, and they are doing such a cool, cool concept there. They've been doing it all summer. It's called Bite My Cocktail. So it's like sort of like... Hey, bite My Cocktail. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. Bite mine.
1: <laughs> all right, well, come up to the mic. Oh, all right. Now Sorry. we're going to talk so,
0: to you. I mean, uh, yes. real fast, let's do the kind of a 411 on uh, Del Campo.
3: Um, the uh, Latin American uh, Steakhouse, you know, we love to... Um, smoke stuff, burn stuff, char stuff is what we like to call it. Mm-hmm. Um we came up with this cool little idea with chef about making uh the garnish part of the actual cocktail, elevating the actual cocktail. So without the garnish or the bite of food, the drink really isn't complete. You know, we were sitting around one day looking at garnishes and we saw like fried chicken stuffed into like bloody marys. You know, it was just uh, so elaborate. So we decided to try to break it down that. and make it part of the um the drink
1: so how so how expansive is that cocktail menu
3: we started with just like two or three and then we decided to go um to try to make it a full menu crazy like a a crudo yeah we went crazy basically right with like a crudo you know um an appetizer and then like a entree and then we also have a dessert one we brought three with us today so
1: all right well what are you gonna start with
3: we're gonna start with our um jardine which is um Made with mezcal, which is one of the greatest things put on planet Earth. Okay. Um, lime juice, um, some uh, cane sugar, and then a splash of um, Cabernet on top with um, pecan-crusted um, avocados, grilled avocado as Yum. part of this.
1: All right. Well, is that all? Get, to
3: get shaking. Go, we're, gonna, we're gonna be shaking. So all right, okay. Shake it
1: yeah. all so up.
3: So Fabrice, let's step up to the mic.
0: Let's let's talk about you. You you're at Steven Star's Le Diplomat, which is one of the most successful. Restaurants in town. Uh, Neil Blackwood is here with you, the GM. He's uh, even though he doesn't want to talk on the silent mic. Neil. But that restaurant rocks, and one of the things about it that rocks the most is your dessert. So let's talk about your background first. Uh, How did you get there?
4: Well, I started like uh, 27 years ago. Uh, you look like you're 14. I <laughs> know. Uh, thank you for the compliment. You're welcome. <laughs> um, and uh, I've been uh, hanging out in a, a very high-end uh, restaurant, uh, three Michelin star. Uh, for a long time, and then uh, in, ta- uh, in ninety nine I came to the U.S. and uh, started um, working around, you know, one of the best, the best restaurant in the in town. And uh, and here I am uh, at Le Diplomat. Right. Yeah. So
1: let's talk about what's what you've been doing at Le Diplomat, because I've taken classes with you at Le Diplomat, working yes. on your pastry program. You're always changing up what you're offering. Tell us a little bit about some of the things you're doing there.
4: Uh, right now, we, uh, I just changed the menu right now. It's, and we have like, uh, this, uh, famous profiterol who, uh, I came up with, uh, uh like two months uh, after the opening.
1: Mm-hmm. After,
4: sorry, I started. Right. And, um, and I didn't think it was, it would be that successful. You're and kidding. it, we it was like a huge time. hit.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So it's one of, uh, my signature now. It became a signature dessert. We have, of course, the famous creme Rollet, uh, with Madeleine, warm mm-hmm. Madeleine. Uh, the new, the new, uh, the new one is actually, um, the chocolate raspberry. And, uh, now for the summertime, we have offering like, uh, ice cream on the cone. So whose idea was
1: it to start the cart? Because the cart's so cute. Is it outside?
4: Yes, yeah, outside, right at the entrance.
1: Okay, so people can just buy an ice cream. Uh, it must have been yeah.
4: Steven Starr's idea. Let's make more money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. I mean, are they doing that up in Philadelphia as well? It's just here? In
4: Yes, right now, yes. Uh, they will. Uh, they, they probably will expand later, but yeah, right now we we are the the tester.
1: You're the test for it. Yes. Okay, so were you part of the process in coming up with the cart concept? Yes. So what is it that you wanted in there? Like, tell us about the kind of. I mean, for, is it ice cream? Can I call them ice cream? Yes,
4: ice cream. Yeah, okay. ice cream and uh, and sorbet. Uh-huh. And uh, I want to go. Uh, I wanted to go like a very typical uh, French. Uh, flavors what mm-hmm. were you good uh, you could uh taste when you are you, you if you were in paris right and it's very uh very uh fun because you have this uh blue bright red uh sprinkles double cone and you get this uh bigger scoops it's really like uh, it reminds me when i was like uh very young
1: so what are the classic flavors like what are parisian classic flavors
4: Parisian flavors, they will be like, I I have right now, like, uh, I'm offering like roasted pineapple sorbet, uh, white peach sorbet, Mm -hmm. um, ice cream, uh, we're having uh, chocolate, like, very strong, uh, 72% uh, super dark, super dark, but it's actually uh, not uh, bitter, Mm -hmm. it's very um, mild. Okay. And uh, strong in flavors. Mm-hmm. That's why it is. It's very uh, uh, low sugar and uh, strong in flavors. Okay, you want to
0: ask? Well, yeah. Talk about the difference. Is there a difference between the, you know, the classic gelati, the Italian ice creams, and French ice cream?
4: No, I mean gelato and and uh, glass. It's just a translation. They have their own style, and um, the ice cream is uh it's pretty much uh, it's Italian and French It's not too. Too far from each other. And
0: how does that differ from American ice creams?
4: Uh, American ice cream is uh, also a lot of cream. Okay. Yeah, more cream, uh, more eggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use less eggs, less sugar, and uh, less. Uh, pretty much, we try to balance the the recipe uh, enough so it doesn't freeze and scoop enough, and you have a, to bring the 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 awesome texture you get.
1: You want the right texture.
4: Exactly. Yeah, It's right. all about the texture and the, and the flavor. Mm-hmm.
1: So what, So for people who aren't aware of what's in sorbet,
4: yes. what
1: is sorbet made with?
4: Sorbet, it means uh, fruit base uh-huh. with syrup. But sometimes you could uh, have uh, also a, um, some uh, dairy inside. It could mm-hmm. happen.
1: It could happen. Yes. Yeah,
4: so we actually... F- like by
1: accident it could happen or like... No, 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 no. no. It's just
4: uh, for the flavor and the texture. Like okay. for my lemon sorbet, I, I put like some uh, uh, milk inside. Mm-hmm. So it's not as uh, powerful, Acetic. you know, acidic. Mm-hmm. So it calms down the, the acidity and it brings like a nice uh, feeling and texture of it.
1: Okay. And what are some of the other flavors that you were doing? Like let's talk about like your roasted pineapple sorbet. What did you... How do you balance that? Because pineapple can be so sweet, and then you roast it, which, like, caramelizes it. So Correct. does that mean there's less sugar in the final product? Oh,
4: yes, less sugar. It's uh, because the caramel, uh, uh, so I put, I do, like, a caramel, and I put my uh,
0: pineapple, right
4: okay. pineapple wedges uh, roasted in an oven, mm. and then I make my puree with that. And uh oh. so it's actually the fact that it's there's a caramel. It brings less sweetness to the sorbet. Right. It bring, bring more. Because yeah, uh, it's
1: really not. I mean, what I love about it is that it's not sugary sweet. It's super. Like it's yes. almost like a palate cleanser. It's perfect.
4: It's yeah. It's, it, needs, it needs to be very balanced uh, on the texture and uh, on the ingredients. It's not like you you put mm. like a syrup base and you uh, make all your sorbet. Each sorbet has its own <clears throat> recipe. And okay. there's a reason behind because each uh fruits have uh their own acidity mm-hmm. and uh their own uh power of sugar, mm-hmm. sugar power. And uh you can't uh, you can't really do a uh a sorbet or an ice cream based on on um just on a base, you know, like copycat and say, Oh I'm gonna do a sorbet and that's it. Right. Um if uh, you have to know your the fruits, you have to know everything about the fruits. The acidity, the sweetness, um and also, if it's strong enough uh, in flavors, because that's sometimes you know uh, you have to go and work with um, sometimes with farms because they are the one who has. Well, you know, we best. have a
1: farmer in the house. Yeah, right? is yeah. there a farmer in the house? <laughs> yeah, it, it's,
4: uh, they are the best, you know, because they they carry the best product.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, yeah. let me ask you a question. That's as what you're crushed, supposed
1: to do. You're supposed as to ask cru- questions. Oh my God! <laughs>
4: Stand back,
0: girl.
1: This is so yummy. As questions,
0: that restaurant is. How do you have time? To play, to, and to experiment, and create. That's a good question. Because well, thank
1: you. That uh, is a good question. I mean, really,
0: where
4: do you find the time to do it? Because you guys are
1: crushed all the time. I've never
4: been there when it isn't busy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And
4: it's. Uh, I have the first of all. I have uh, like an awesome team. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can count on, and uh, um, they are definitely. Uh, I can count on like they are very well trained, and um, it's just a matter of organi- organize your, uh, your your day, day to day, and. Um, it's basically, you know, when you, you know what you're going to do every day, you know, you plan ahead uh, so you don't know, get surprised and you get, uh, you know, a room for... Uh, for well, you uh, mean you
0: organize. That's yeah. something
4: I, I don't know
5: anything about. <laughs> so. You just get a room Anarchist. for
4: surprise, you know, just in case. How much
1: longer will uh, the ice cream cart be available?
4: It's going to be, so far, right now, we are running it until mid-September.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: And uh, it might go uh, later. Uh, it's based on the weather. Right. Nature.
1: Okay, yeah. totally well, depends. And if then things you keep
4: up? It'll be seventy in December. Do you, so. oh,
1: stop. <laughs> do you think that, given the success of it, that and how fabulous like your brunch pastries are, on the weekends, that maybe you'll do something similar with some of your other products throughout the year? Yeah, Am I it could planting be. a seed, maybe yeah. of something that perhaps you would do.
4: Could be. You know, it's uh, there's always a room for uh, for um, new things. You know, it's uh, it's based on the. Uh, we we have to uh make sure the you know work on the logistic and see if it's feasible and mm-hmm. yeah anything it's possible yes
1: okay yeah good, we
4: cause... you know it's just the uh, the fun about about it is we we uh they give me like green light for everything mm-hmm. so obviously yeah uh, it mm-hmm. needs to be approved obviously. but uh the room for improvement is right here and uh, we can uh, uh, run with that and have fun.
0: All right, well, <laughs> unless you're living under a rock, you know that Le Diplomat is in the heart of 14th Street and you got it the food is great. The flank steak is great. The desserts are great. <laughs> yeah, and are the fries good. are great. Yeah. Best fries ever. No,
1: actually, it's the I think it's one of the best uh, seafood towers in the city.
0: Yeah, it is. That's and the, the desserts obviously it's a generous seafood town. All right. All right.
1: All right. This We're is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. Uh, Fabrice, thank you so much for joining us this morning thank, and bringing in these delicious uh, sorbets and ice creams. We have more coming. We'll be back in just a sec.
6: This segment of Foodie and the Beast is sponsored by Black Restaurant Group. Come to Blackjack the second Sunday of the month for jock jams, a high-octane pop-up brunch with Cotton and Reed's Lucas Smith And bartender Trevor Fry.
5: Federal News Radio's Jason Miller is on Twitter. Follow him at jmillerwfed for the latest IT and federal management news. At jmillerwfed.
6: This is Roger Waldron, president of the Coalition for Government Procurement and host of Off the Shelf. My show brings a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Each week, I talk to experts from inside and outside government about the latest federal compliance and policy information for government contractors. Join me every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 11 a.m. for Off the Shelf on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Or download at any time at federalnewsradio.com. Search Off the Shelf. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood? Or an earthquake is destroying buildings? Or is the best time, perhaps, today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. Go to
0: ready.gov slash communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait.
7: Communicate. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council.
8: If you've ever worked for a large company that
9: provides services to a customer,
8: at some point you may have said, Huh, I think I might be able to do this better on my own. Well, this is a show for people who actually take the step off the ledge and fend for themselves in the cutthroat world that is government contracting. I'm Alan Scott of Columbia Technology Partners and host Ready to Prime. Part information, part inspiration, and all small business. Heard the last Tuesday of every month on Federal News Radio 1500 AM or on demand at federalnewsradio.com. Search Ready to Prime.
0: Hey, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David Nikki Nellis. Let's go back to Amin Sadiq uh, from Del Campo. This
3: is... The, the avocado with this. T- tell us again what's in this drink. So it's got um, mezcal, fresh lime juice, um, cane sugar, and then a little, little floater of a uh, cabernet. Oh, it was really okay. pretty, too. Yeah, I thought I saw God. And, I did. Nikki, you're I not supposed, supposed to dump thing. that. You're supposed to finish that.
1: Oh, sorry. Okay. Yeah, that was a bad question. I have to be cool on air. I can't do that. <laughs> but right. I love the creaminess of the avocado yeah, and with the, the crunch. Smokiness. Yeah, and the crunch of the pistachios with the drink like it's just a nice it's just it works what's, really what's well your,
0: what's your i mean how did you get into this you weren't born a mixologist so.
3: no 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 I, um wow that's crazy um, you were born we know I went, that i pretended to go to college for a little bit but then i got into like bar backing and then bartending and i just
4: did you i just loved
3: i loved it so much where you know? did you pretend to go to college um albany university okay, cool. upstate new york snowy yeah cold yeah hey. You know, so, and, and then you, how long and, uh, have you been the drink Vic. makes you warm, so you know, yeah, exactly. you know. How long have you been with Victor? Um, just over five months now. Just started recently. It was, you know, great opportunity. He's a great guy. Just let you work freely and create.
1: Well, what are you creating next?
3: Next, we got our uh, bocaditas, which is going to be a shi- shishito stuffed. I'm sorry, you're not allowed it. to say that word on <laughs> the radio. <laughs> I said shishito. shishito. Stuffed uh, chorizo pepper uh-huh. with some uh, scotch. Um, lemon juice, a little bit of um, sherry, mm-hmm. and uh, balsamic vinegar.
1: See, all you people thought you were walking out of the studio today? That's right. You're okay. yeah, no one, no, no, one, no one,
3: one gets to, gets to walk ubering. out of the studio. At, At least he's not codes.
1: making
0: you drink a Shih Tzu. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Shiatsu. Paul. Shiatsu. All right, so got it. Paul Lentis uh, directs the Jewish Food Experience. Uh, it's a program to make Jewish life and Jewish food accessible and welcoming, and I find it accessible and welcoming, <laughs> and having tasted a bunch of it. And we share a little bit of the past because we're both uh, UMass... I don't know, we passed through there, didn't we? That's right, a little right. alumni. So, in, I guess, last year, you were named one of the 50 under 50 innovative leaders transforming the metro area's food system. What are you doing? What does that trans-
10: mean? Like, Let's
1: talk about that. What does that, that mean? What is that what is that What, a- what are you transforming? What are you doing?
9: What am I doing? Well, the uh, Jewish Food Experience is a program of the Jewish Federation of Greater Washington mm-hmm. with the goal of connecting people in the community through food. So we're doing that with uh, an online presence and community-based programs. Uh, we have recipes up online. We have articles each week. And we are meeting people in the community. So we're doing holiday meals at restaurants. We're doing cooking classes. Uh, we're doing volunteer work around food um, and really Really, just connecting people well, in ways they hadn't before. Let's
0: talk about what is Jewish food because you know if you, you ask a lot of people, they think it's matzah and gefilte fish, and it ends there.
1: Okay, those are only Jewish people that say matzah and gefilte fish <laughs> because non-Jews don't know what gefilte
9: fish is. <laughs> do they do? <laughs> no, they don't. So, so Jewish food. Have you fished for gefilte fish? It's not easy. A lot of people assume an Ashkenazi and Eastern European based uh, vision of Jewish food, but Jewish food—it's—it's it's, there's certainly deli, right. um, and there's also uh, an international. Global cuisine. So you have Jewish food from Iraq, Jewish food from Morocco, Jewish right. food from France, Jewish well, food from Italy.
0: That's what people don't get because Judaism's a religion, not an ethnicity. So there are Chinese Jews too. That's right. So
9: that's right. So there are Jews have influenced, uh, cultures around the world and the cultures have influenced Jewish cuisine as well.
0: So do you incorporate, uh, I mean, are there, are there, are there, I guess the question is, are there foods that Chinese
9: Jews eat that other Chinese don't? Well the Jews eat Chinese on December twenty fourth. Well, we <laughs> and and we go to the Kennedy Center because the only time we can get in. Um so uh, their Jews have been more in uh Northern Africa, in the Middle East, in South America. So you can really see uh Jewish flavors married with a- Yeah, Ethiopian, um Moroccan. So you see those flavors married with Jewish foods. Mm-hmm. Um there's at Passover, uh, a charoset, which is a paste right. uh, representative of bricks and mortar. Depending on
1: whose grandmother makes it.
9: That's right. Um, and so you, the uh, traditional version that many people know is apples, walnuts, cinnamon, a little wine. Right. But then you go and you add dates or you add coconut or you add carrots and it has a whole different flavor profile.
1: And actually, it's only funny that you bring that up because every year we eat it and I'm always like, this is so good. Why don't I make this <laughs> Like throughout the year? Like you just... Some of these traditions, whether, I mean, you're Jewish or another religion, there's some things you only make on certain holidays. That's true. And That's you just, true. you know, you just, you sort of get stuck always People
0: pigeonhole them, them into one way. Well, how many right. times a year way. do people have turkey? What? How many times a year do people That's have true. turkey? That's true. There's one the time. And, right.
9: and I think what we're trying to do is say, look at Jewish flavors, um, think about them in a more healthy way, mm-hmm. uh, in a modern way, and with a twist that you hadn't always experienced.
1: So what does that mean in a modern way? How do you, how do you want to educate people on that?
9: Well, I think it is looking at chefs in the community who are doing some really unique and exciting work around food. Mm -hmm. Today I brought in uh, Mark Furstenberg. Uh, bread from bread first uh, We work. delicious <laughs> we work with uh, Alex Levin from uh, Osteri Marini you should uh, be
7: working with chef right
9: next that's to that's terrific that's yeah. terrific we're always interested in partnerships uh-huh. um, we've done uh, classes and I think the other part that makes what we're doing interesting is our commitment to looking at food as an issue of sustainability right. and as an issue of social justice so we're going out to farms and we are volunteering to work in the fields we are cooking meals for home Folks and doing it as part of the Jewish community. Well,
1: so how how do people get involved in that part of it? Because I, you know, I've worked with you guys before. Sure. Um, and I did not know that that was part of your mission.
9: Sure. JewishFoodExperience.com is uh-huh. our website. We have a calendar. We are communal calendar of all the things that are Jewish foodie oriented happening in the community. Some of those were specifically funding. Some of those were providing grants toward. Some were co-sponsoring. Some were initiating on our own. But if you go to that calendar, it'll have a list of all the upcoming events. Mm-hmm. One is Grand Slam Sunday. So that's Jewish Community Day at the National Ballpark. Right. And uh, we're going to have a kosher tasting table for folks who are part of that. It's two hours in advance. Before the game uh, Next Sunday August 28th Right September 11th We have a uh, I bet it'll a, be a home run uh-huh. Hopefully it'll be a grand slam um, <laughs> September 11th We're doing In advance of The High Holidays uh, A series of five Different local cookbook authors Highlighting some of their dishes are all going to be cooked And available Who are some Book of the signings? authors? Uh, we have Marsha Friedman sure. Paula Scheuer she um, Sheila Kaufman Great uh, some, some great people Who uh-huh. are Danielle Frum Aviva Gold farb all really good people who are local every single one of
1: them i've been in studio (laughs) they're all good i mean really good people you
0: know let's also talk about you can go to the website there are almost 600 recipes from chefs many of whom are local and i'm just looking at the list i mean mike of course mikey freeman and doran peterson alex levin all those guys that's got to be a lot of fun because those guys don't do boring stuff
9: no and they really do that modern twist so they're Mm -hmm. not going to do uh, your good old matzo ball. Uh, Patty Yenich will do a matzo ball soup with uh, with jalapenos and mushrooms and really a, a twist that you wouldn't normally expect at your grandma's dinner table.
1: It's really so. Are these people also writing articles for you, or are they just doing recipes for you?
9: Well, we have two or three new articles that come each week. We have a team of writers, so they're writing articles about those folks. Okay. Um, those folks are also submitting articles. We feature Joe Nathan, mm-hmm. uh, the mother of Jewish food I was in say, America. I we not have Joan uh, she's on our advisory council. Right. There's a new restaurant that's opening uh, this fall. Uh, in, in gallery place called On Rye, which is a, right. a new deli that's going to happen this summer. They're doing, they
1: have a, they have the babka, babka ice cream, cream sandwich. sandwiches. We were talking about it last night at the, oh at, at the Max, National Ballpark, right? at the stadium, so right, right, right? Next
9: week, they'll Better be available. A heart attack. <laughs> they're learners though, right? They're family learners. Yeah, family, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's Jewish food things happening all over the place. We have a really broad and expansive definition of food, but Jewishfoodexperience.com is really a place to sort of see the, uh, the ways to get involved.
1: Well, Paul, we'd love to have you back in studio again. Thank you so much and for I joining took, us this morning. I'm not a
0: recipe guy, but I took a look at the at, – I mean, the recipes on okay. it, they're just one after the other. It's really fabulous. You can Good find food. almost anything you want
8: to
9: try. I brought there. three different uh, items here that are going to be uh, promoted on September 11th, so hopefully we'll uh, all have a chance to try and them. you ain't we leaving do recipe with recipe cards.
1: Okay, so just tell us quickly what they are, because we have to move sure, on. Sure.
9: We have uh, roasted red pepper spread, eggplant no. caponata, which is an Italian-Jewish dish that we've made, uh-huh. and an Israeli uh, salad uh, with lemon tahini dressing.
1: Yum. Thank you. Thanks, Paul. Thank you so much. Wait, just quickly say
9: the website. com. Okay, there you
1: go. All
0: right, right. so now, now we're going to go to Trafe, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> 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 we're going to go to Crabs. So Greg Daly of the Crag Depot in Brooklyn, Maryland, is, uh, I, I guess you're a crab vet. Would we call you that, Greg? I've been called worse. Okay. He's, hey. <laughs> You'll he's take one it. of the featured <laughs> providers at the 7th Annual Chesapeake Crab and Beer Festival. It's coming to National Harbor next weekend. On the twenty seventh, and it's, it's like
1: a, how many crabs? It's like sixty thousand crabs or something. Well, it's going to be between
8: thirty two and thirty five thousand pounds of crabs. Oh it's my a, it's god, a lot of crabs.
1: that's just so much.
8: Well, that's we'll great. have a tractor trailer full plus extra trucks down here loaded with crabs. So,
1: oh my god, that is insane.
8: It's a crazy day.
1: So, how do you participate in this? Well, What's your
8: role? I, I, we we partner up with uh, Greg Nivens of Trigger, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we we basically don't like. we basically we'll have steam trailers down here and we'll be cooking crabs from seven in the morning till about nine at night. Um, so,
1: are you guys? You guys are the sole cookers, so to speak. Uh, yeah, we steamers. do all You're we do the all soul? the
8: crabs. We run all the stations. We do we do crabs, corn, coleslaw, and and uh, and basically he has a, a bunch of different tents. He'll have a he has a VIP tent, which uh, I think Salerno's catering runs, and they'll be there doing other foods for you know. It's a, it's a different ticket, but we all work together. Okay. It's it's a good team effort. Okay.
1: Cool. Um, and so, tell us a little bit. About the event. I mean, how do, like, if we buy a ticket, what do we get? What
8: happens? Well, I, we've got, a, there's a couple different tickets you can get. There's a, uh, you've got a platinum ticket, which is going to give you a VIP uh, ticket. You can go, there's a tent with extra food. They're going to have uh, Chesapeake chicken, uh, crab mm-hmm. dick, pulled, pulled pork, and crabs and corn, of course. Right. Then you have and the.
1: But when we say crabs, these are Maryland crabs. Yeah. Like, you're. Banging on them and picking it's, it's them. It's all you
8: can. It's Well, he says all you can taste. You go through We have uh, stations where you can go through and get them. You can eat them the whole time during the sessions. There's two sessions, 11 to 3 uh-huh. and uh, 5 to 9. See, I think the VIP tent should have someone who would pick my crab meat for me. Well,
1: David's super lazy about the crabs. You're going to show us, though, how to do this, yeah, right? Yeah, we have
8: some crabs with us today, okay. and we're going to open some Diane, up. Diane, so. do you
1: want to put one right we in front hurry. of us? Yeah. We, we don't yeah. have a ton of time here, and we want to make sure we, we get this. Well, so... Oh, we have a lot of problems picking crabs, because I, like, just want to get to it. I don't like, have problems. It. You have problems. We, are
0: you kidding? You we, think you're you, good at picking we, crabs? Yes, I do, and we learned how to do it. I know, but we're still bad at it. No, I'm not bad at okay, it. Okay,
1: so will you walk us through it, please? Okay,
8: okay so. In a well, minute and a half. Okay. <laughs> okay, basically what you do, and I'm going to do this kind of quick, so.
2: Uh-huh.
8: You want to hold a crab. Right. If you're right hand, left hand, it doesn't matter. You grab the corner of the shell, you pull it off the shell off the top. Mm-hmm. These are the lungs. You don't eat those. You pull them off the body of the crab.
1: So you don't eat those because some not people eat them. think it's like your. Oh supposed well, some to.
8: they call them the devil's fingers, and some people say, but it's that's not going to eat them. It's not going no, to yeah. hurt you, but right. you probably don't. Leave. So that, now you have your body. You have your apron off, right. which is was, break off far. all the legs. Okay. Now you can yeah. do it two ways. You can break this off, and your meat will come out. You can eat the meat off the ends mm-hmm. of your claws. Okay. And then what I normally do is I leave the back fin in. I break it in half. You have your whole body cavity here. Right. The biggest piece of meat is the lump in the back part of the crab. So you can okay. take this out and break it down. You'll have you'll end up with a huge piece of meat here. Basically, you do what you do. You rip it apart. Now
1: he's. Do- what do you do mean you do what you well, do? He's, got he's got a not system. using any tools. So, Look at what he's
8: so, done. So now you'll have this other half of this body here. Uh-huh. And what what you can take these legs out as well. All the legs will come out if they don't have meat on. They're gonna be it's gonna stay in a crab. You can, a lot of people will use a knife. Right. I, I usually just crunch it down, break it in half. And then you can pull your meat out of all the cavities. All right. Cool. I know what to do. Now, so, when
1: you're steaming your crabs, how long do you steam them for so that they're perfect?
8: Well, it, it really depends. When we do the uh, the uh, Chesapeake Beer and Crab Festival, we have pots that cook four bushels at a time. We usually steam them for about 32 to 34 minutes. Okay. Um, And we'll cook. I mean, we, we have three trailers. We're cooking about 60 or 80 bushels every half hour.
1: How many in a bushel?
8: It's, it's 40 pounds. Okay. So, I mean, the count, it varies. If they're a little running bigger, you'll have less. Right. It's more by volume. A lot of people will say, you know, the count. I know, I mean, we talk about pieces of crabs, but it's, we go by weight in our okay. industry. It's, it's, it's about uh, how much they weigh and how many we're going to move. So. Right, I okay. hate to do this. we got to go to a commercial, but tell okay. everybody where your place in Brooklyn, Maryland is. It's the Crab Depot. It's in Brooklyn Park, Maryland. It's on Ritchie Highway, about a mile north of the motor vehicles in Glen Burnie. And, uh, easy to get there. everybody
1: t- can see you next week.
8: Yeah, you can see us next week or and you go to, if you want to get tickets for the Crab Fest, it's uh, mdcrabfest.com. And okay, and it's
1: Crabs and Beer. We didn't get it's it Crabs beer. and Beer, and
8: there's a bunch and of we, vendors, there's all kinds it's, it's it a, a it great ma- time.
0: You're his kid, right, Max? Yeah. And his son Max is here. Max Yay, gets a Max. Shout out. All all right. Let's go to commercial.
1: Okay. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a minute.
5: United Soldiers and Sailors of America provides food, shelter, utilities, toiletries, and the essentials for daily living to our combat wounded service members and their families. The need for help doesn't end when they leave the hospital. Sometimes our wounded warriors are forced to choose between continuing the medical care they need and buying food for their families. You can lessen the burden by donating to usasoa.org. All money given to United Soldiers and Sailors of America goes directly to our service members. Again, that's usasoa.org. Did you know babies receive vaccinations that protect them from 14 diseases before they're even two years old? Adults, ask your health care provider about your vaccination needs and record. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says older adults need vaccinations to prevent flu, pneumonia, Tdap, hepatitis B, and shingles. Tdap, a combination of vaccine of tetanus, diphtheria and pertussis, should be given to pregnant women during the third trimester to protect babies from whooping cough. Learn more at cdc.gov/vaccines. I'm Aileen Black. And I'm Gigi Shum. Together, we host Women of Washington. You'll hear the inspiring and amazing stories of women who have paved their own path to success and achieved incredible milestones in their careers. Some have leaned in. Others took an unconventional approach. All have made an impact on the business landscape of Washington, D.C. and beyond. Tune in Wednesday afternoons at 1 for Women of Washington, Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. Download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Women of Washington.
7: It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries.
4: I was
5: skeptical, but these are actually pretty good.
7: You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need feedthepig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at feedthepig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.
0: Hey, we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. I'm just I pushing. mean,
1: that last cocktail was so good. Oh, thank
3: you very much. It's delicious.
0: So, I mean, let's talk about something else because you're going to be heading up the cocktail program at the second Taco Bamba, which Taco Bamba is huge. It's it's about a mile from my office in Annandale. And right, the when line... you say
1: huge, it's not a huge location. No, but it's, it's like a, a huge, huge hit. Thing, right?
0: You don't have to. My
3: audience understands me. Okay. It's pretty you're incredible. incredible. I don't
1: understand you. Your audience needs explanations. It's definitely okay.
3: pretty incredible what's going on over there. You know, um went over there the other night at, like, 9.30 on a Wednesday. It's
1: like a line out the door. Out the door. Right. right. It's insane. But,
3: but when you think of a taqueria, you don't really think
0: of cocktails. And so you're you're jazzing the place
3: up. Yeah, so. we're jazzing it up a little, but we still want to keep it, you know, um, classic, you know, classic margaritas, just a couple twists. Not not being way too fancy, but definitely being, you know, um, like very um, right, precise. Right, because
1: people think of tacos and like
8: beer.
3: Beer. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to be having some nice beers, micheladas, chiladas. you know, tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna have like a pina colada with mezcal, you know, it's gonna be some cool stuff. Nice. Yeah, definitely. Right. Very Boy. cool.
1: All right. So what are you making last?
3: <laughs> um, last we have some, um, bourbon and steak. So we have, uh, bourbon, uh, grilled lemon juice, which we just throw on a flat top, burn it up. Um, some peppercorn syrup.
1: What does the grilling of the lemon do to the lemon juice? Does it just give it, a little smoky flavor? Yeah, it gives
3: it a little smoky, little charry flavor huh. to it, you know, okay. and then we just strain it out. Um, Does it bring some sugar to it? Because I will
1: tell you, brings, because of Vic. I mean, I grill my avocados all the time now. Like, yeah, I just it's, it's like I don't even want to eat an avocado unless it's grilled. The whole it's so good
3: grilling and smoking thing has totally changed my concept of like bartending because there's so many different things you can add mm-hmm. when you're like charring one or grilling the other or smoking something. There's different combos that would work together. That you just never thought. Well, you haven't lived till you've gone to where when Vic is smoking one of those and a whole lamb. Oh yeah, it's un- impressive, believable. All
1: right, quickly tell us what you're making next.
3: All right, sorry. So uh, some yeah, bourbon. get on it. I mean, come on. I'm <laughs> sorry. Come on. Come yeah. on. Uh, some grilled lemon, some uh, simple syrup, peppercorn syrup, not simple syrup, peppercorn syrup. And then on top, we're going to sprinkle a little bit of uh, a burnt onion salt. Cool.
1: Fabulous. Ready. All right, bring
3: it. With some so steak. We're going to find out the big
0: mystery on this show. And I want everyone to, you know, like take a deep breath because we're going to find out is why Chef Eric Berlin calls himself Chef Egg. Eric? Hi, What's Chef.
2: What's up? Egg? Chef, going down?
0: What is up?
2: Thank you for joining what us. What is this up? Morning. And he's wearing
0: dark sunglasses. We don't know what he's saying. We don't even know
2: if there are eyes I under know. there. It could really? be one eye. Right. Laser eyes. Could be okay. one. So,
0: oh yeah, like X-Men.
2: Cool. Alright,
0: so why are you Chef Egg?
2: So, uh, Egg was a nickname that I was given when I was a kid, uh-huh. and then I started teaching people how to cook in college, and I had a little, you know, college cooking show, and people just said call it cooking with egg. And then I got into the uh, the professional. Wait, chef so were world. you already
1: a full fledged chef when you had a college cooking show? How did I we... was in culinary school. Okay. So
2: Where was were you doing, in culinary uh, school. I went to the University of Maryland Eastern Shore for hospitality management, okay. and I did culinary school at Anne Arundel Community College. So you know Krebs. I know Krebs very very well. Okay. Okay. Uh, I've yeah, Krebs and me go back. You got go back. Um, all right. But, um, Some of my best friends are Krebs. <laughs> but it's all about um, you know uh, bringing that kind of openness to cooking and having a fun and goofy name. Um, but as we were talking about earlier, I teach a wide variety of people how to cook. And it's the basic cooking fundamentals that are so important to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, what it really boils down to is kind of have a, a great fun name like Chef Egg, but then you know work with um, you know the, the patients over at Walter Reed Hospital and going out to bases in Bahrain. We just did that uh, with the Mess Lords. Yeah, I want to talk about that. Yeah, oh, wait, What did you do? Tell us
0: what you
1: did. Uh,
2: I'm part of a group called the Mess Lords, and we've been all over the world. And we actually cook for soldiers at their bases overseas. Mm-hmm. So in June we went to Bahrain in the Middle East and then we went to Djibouti which is in Africa and we actually make some of our homemade recipes for thousands of soldiers at their bases. So
1: when you say we, how many people are you with? Uh,
2: Last time I went with three chefs and they're from all over the country Uh and uh, they got together because they absolutely love cooking for soldiers and they're all kind of soldier oriented Mm -hmm. Uh, so these are chefs Uh, one chef is from Philly, Brian Duffy Mm -hmm. uh, from restaurant uh, 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 Bar Rescue (coughs) and the other guy uh, is a guy named Panini Pete from Alabama, okay. and uh, they all got together, and uh, it's me, it's Sarah Symington from the Blue Moon Cafe in Baltimore, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we actually go to different places all over the world. And so the these guys, the soldiers and sailors, are... Eating all of this kind of cafeteria food uh, to get their sustenance, and then we come along and make them Captain Crunch French toast and banh Me sandwiches. And, uh, oh, God! You know, it must
1: be so. Oh, they they
2: line up out the door. Uh, I bet we were covering uh uh three thousand soldiers a day.
0: Well, the food they eat. We, one of our sons was downrange for a year in mm-hmm. Afghanistan, and he said, you know, he said the local food was amazing. Absolutely. And the food that they fed the troops was abominable.
2: It's so. a, it's something, it's something to get used to. Um, but when they see us there, they have so much love and they're all about eating that home food. Oh, but let's talk cookie. about,
0: cause there's something interesting in your bio about mm-hmm. working with, you know, a lot of back. vets come back and yeah. sort of, they're also sort of focused on this moment when they're when they're overseas and doing their thing, and then they get back, and it's kind of a now what? What do I do with the rest of my life? Mm-hmm. And they're not really prepared even to feed themselves.
2: Yeah. So uh, what I've noticed, I have worked at Walter Reed for the past eight years. Once a month, I go to Walter Reed and we do cooking rehabilitation with them. And uh, we've also done this with the Wounded Warrior Project uh, mm-hmm. here in D.C. So they get back, um, they've been in the military for, let's say they've been in for 20 years and they've been discharged, they've never actually cooked for themselves. Right. Uh, the, the army cooked for themselves, their mom cooked for them before that. Right, because
1: they uh, go so young. Yeah,
2: so they're, they're 38 years old, 40 years old, they're getting out they've never picked up a knife. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to saute vegetables, they don't know how to steam whole grains. So what we do is we go in there and we teach them that kind of well-rounded culinary fundamental skills. Mm-hmm. So they can succeed in the kitchen and then succeed in life after they and get out of the were military. And you
0: doing that with uh, at-risk youth in Baltimore, too, Absolutely.
2: Right? We do that with, uh, we do that with some, some kids in Baltimore that need that extra bit of love. So and is we'll- that
1: through a specific organization for that, too? Because, I mean, it's too very – I mean, you're obviously oh, doing all the all same the thing. Place. I know, but you're doing really fascinating things with – few groups that really need the yeah. assistance
2: um, so it's just me chef egg working with these different kind of communities okay and what I noticed is nobody knows how to cook nobody knows how to pick up knives nobody knows to put a wet rag underneath their cutting board nobody knows how to how to make these very very easy dishes I mean like we're looking right here with this eggplant copanada and the the uh, Israeli salad um, from the from the last gentleman that was here these Hi, are fans yeah these are fantastic <laughs> ingredients that you can put together and anybody can enjoy this and anybody can make this.
1: Well, you know, in the past, and I mean, we do have a farmer in studio, but we've talked with, you know, some of the farmers markets, uh, fresh farm markets,
2: Mm -hmm. uh, you know, they,
1: they're working with, uh, you know, all sorts of programs in order to not just get fresh, uh, fruits and vegetables in kids' hands, Mm -hmm. but to also show them what to do with it because, you know, if you give them an eggplant, they don't know what it is. They're well, not going to eat it.
2: Absolutely. Uh, a lot of my experience, um, I used to work for a Whole Foods market uh, okay. here in the D.C. and Maryland regions. Mm-hmm. And we were we had a budding chef program that we were actually getting into the schools and bringing that fresh produce, uh, sometimes from the Fresh Farms market as well, mm-hmm. uh, partnering with them in the Silver Spring location. And, uh, you know, again, showing them knife skills, but then letting them taste a, a fresh tomato. And right. they're like, I've only had store tomatoes. This tastes completely different. Right. Or, you know, a fresh watermelon, uh, something that's been baking in the sun all summer long, and then it gets to them, and they're like, this doesn't taste like a watermelon Jolly Rancher.
6: Right. Uh,
2: so that's kind of the, that's kind of how they see food. And it's the same with the guys in the military. They've never had these flavors. Mm-hmm. And once you can give them, you know, Brazilian steak chimichurri with a nice lean cut of meat or, you know, do some seared salmon uh, with, you know, like a chimichurri sauce or, or something very, very simple. Even the dish that I brought today, which is an avocado and tomatillo soup uh, that's beautiful. been chilled. Thank you mm-hmm. very much. Um, they've never had this before. I think you ought to pass that bad boy around. Yeah, that's yeah, bring I mean. it down. I'm passing those down there for these guys. I'm only on this show and to there's eat. there's more. So, so, what, what's so the it really, it? once you open the door to these flavors and these skills, they go, wow, that's that's really simple, and it tastes so great, and it's relatively inexpensive as well. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, so do you work, when you're working with the military-specific, you know, many of the people in the military shop at those commissaries. Absolutely. So... Do you work within that? Because those commissaries are kind of a crapshoot on the quality of foods that they'll have.
2: Yes, the commissary is totally a crapshoot. Um, and yes, they can tell me what they're receiving from those uh, those types of uh, mm-hmm. food-buying experiences, and, uh, the skills that I can give them are, well, if they have this, then you can make this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. And if they have these ingredients, you can make these five things. But, uh, it really starts, um, and there's tons of services these days. There's CSAs. We were talking with the farmer about CSAs that they can get on base. Um, it's not just, it's not just the, uh, the PX or the exchange where they can get food from. There's, you know, even Amazon is delivering, uh, pantry items. Right. Like right. full pan like they just started that last weekend.
1: Amazing. You can
2: order a whole entire pantry. For your kitchen, and it's you know, if it's a hundred dollars, you're gonna get every single thing you can possibly need. So, you can get food from anywhere these days, and you don't need super gourmet ingredients okay. to make fantastic food for your family.
0: All right. Unfortunately, we've got to move on, but I want people to know how to find you. Right. Absolutely. You're you can learn source.
2: more about me at ChefEgg.com, and I have an educational cooking website for the whole entire family, mm-hmm. and that's CookingWithEgg.com, and you can watch the pilot episode of Chef Egg's Cooking Experience. We've got a cast of characters that teaches you about the uh, different parts of the kitchen, and I guarantee it's like something you've never seen before in your cool. life. And that's at CookingWithEgg.com. Thank All you. Right, cool.
1: Thank you so much. All right. Thanks,
2: Chef. Okay. All right.
0: Uh, we're going to go to commercial in a couple of minutes, but right. I want to start talking about Suma, uh, the yeah, executive chef that. owner. Gene Jean Sohm is here, and uh, John Norman is here from Norman's Farm Market. Uh, uh, John is Gene's is go-to farmer, really, for things for fresh. Us. And we were just talking about that, so okay. it's a timely thing. So, Gene, first of all, you were with Robert Wiedemeyer and you survived, which is awesome, man. Right. I mean, we uh, love Robert. But <laughs> yeah.
7: We all know
1: Robert. <laughs> Thanks for having me.
7: This is like a and reunion.
0: Made- I worked with Fabrice. He was my
7: first pastry chef. Victor, oh my God, Victor, uh, oh my God uh, he was the hairiest man i ever known.
6: Uh, we worked <laughs> together
0: at Marcel's, and it was like, did you. Burned that? He was like, Yeah, that's deliberate. <laughs> All right, so you've got a, a minute before we go to commercial. Yes. Let's talk about Suma and, and yes. your
7: concept. We're at 4921 Bethesda Avenue in Bethesda, Maryland, and mm-hmm. uh, we opened up, so we just celebrated our three month anniversary uh, this week. Uh, We're just doing updated classics, modern twists uh, of old time favorites. You know, one of our signature dishes right now is the hollow fried chicken. We just,
1: Which my son a, had. Yeah, it's it just incredible
7: delicious. the way the, uh, people have uh, been respect- receptive to it. Should have heard him holla. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, we're, I'm getting drunk by the yeah. uh, I, I know. know. Sure. <laughs> All
4: right, you know,
1: why don't we take a quick break, and then when we can you come back, you get drunk, and then we'll talk. And right, we'll talk about sort of your menu development and mm-hmm. how you're working with yeah. local farms, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll find out a little bit more about the farmers market. This is David and Nikki Nellis with Foodie and the Beast. We'll be back in just a minute.
8: This is John Gilroy. My show, Federal Tech Talk, answers the question, how does technology make life easier for the federal audience? I've spent years interviewing federal CIOs, tech leaders, and big company CTOs. What they tell me is compelling, provocative, and always relevant to the federal government and contractor. Check it out Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at 1 on Federal News Radio, 1500 AM, or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Federal Tech Talk.
5: United Soldiers and Sailors of America provides food, shelter, utilities, toiletries, and the essentials for daily living to our combat wounded service members and their families. The need for help doesn't end when they leave the hospital. Sometimes our wounded warriors are forced to choose between continuing the medical care they need and buying food for their families. You can lessen the burden by donating to usasoa.org. All money given to United Soldiers and Sailors of America goes directly to our service members. Again, that's usasoa.org.
6: This is Roger Waldron, President of the Coalition for Government Procurement and host of Off the Show. My show brings a voice to commercial service and product companies selling in the federal market. Each week, I talk to experts from inside and outside government about the latest federal compliance and policy information for a government contractors. Join me every Tuesday and Thursday morning at 11 a.m. for Off the Shelf on Federal News Radio, 1500 a.m. or download it anytime at federalnewsradio.com. Search Off the Shelf. Hi, I'm Ben Affleck. The only thing better than playing a hero in the movies is being a hero in real life. Like the 50,000 veterans who returned from Iraq and Afghanistan with devastating injuries. They are true heroes, and they're why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America. They make sure veterans with spinal cord injuries get the care and support they need at no cost to them. To learn more, visit pva.org. That's pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America.
0: And we're back on Foodie and the Beast with David and Nikki Nellis. Before we get back to the show, I just want to thank the folks that keep us on the air, our friends at Black Restaurant Group, Mm -hmm. ProFish, Yay, Yay, pro, fish. pro fish. Great fish. Uh, <laughs> Clyde's Restaurant Group and Celebrity Cruises. In a couple minutes, you're going to hear about the cruise that Le- Nikki is leading to the Caribbean, mm-hmm. leading me and 48 other rooms.
1: Hopefully.
0: Hopefully. <laughs> uh, to the Caribbean. So we'll be back talking about that in a second. So, Chef, let's get back to you. One of the things I noticed on, you know, your, your whole thing is about fresh. And you brought in John Norman, who is uh, he's the, the proprietor of the best fresh farm markets, yes, since there is, are no more is, fresh farm is. markets, around. <laughs> uh, and we we stop at your place at East West Highway and uh, Jones Bridge Road all the time, or Beach Drive, whatever that is. <laughs> yeah,
9: Beach.
0: What led you to John? Uh, John and I have been friends for about 16, 17 years now,
7: a long time. Mm-hmm. You said and, he said uh, he didn't like you. Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> he do that like me, said either. I'm here, but I stand <laughs> I forced him on. He's Sorry a shy him. guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I talk to him frequently every week and say, what do you got? Last week, he brought me some beautiful okra. We fried it up and just stood a little chili, uh, chili oil. And, uh, it was, it was incredible. People loved it. The tomatoes we were talking about mm-hmm. just, uh, uh, we served that as a dessert. We just brûléed them. Just simple cherries, brûlé them, set them out. People just love those. Cause they're the just, tomatoes? Yes. They're so, incredible. Just brûléed.
1: Wait, back up. Mm-hmm. So what did you do with the tomatoes?
7: The little cherry tomatoes, we egg washed them. Yeah. Dipped them in sugar, brûléed them. Just put them a few on the plate. Just finish it off. I mean, it dinner. sounds
1: delicious, yeah. but, I mean, how did people respond to it? They loved it. Did they? I yeah. mean, were people like tomatoes on the dessert menu? Yeah. Okay.
7: Because I, w- I, I always play around with
0: crazy stuff like
7: right. that. If you, if people well, not walk only that, in, but
0: a, a really mm-hmm. real tomato, a good tomato, is yeah. sweet. So.
10: Yeah. You don't need much. You yeah. don't need much. And, I uh, mean, it sounds delicious.
1: Uh, yeah, They range
10: that. a lot. There's There's tomatoes that are mm-hmm. less acidic and that are more sweet, and then there's going to be tomatoes that are...
1: Well, so what were those little ones that I was asking you about? Those those are
10: called Matt's Wild Cherries, and it's our first year growing them. I I saw them in the seed uh, seed catalog this past winter, and uh, so we just tried them. And at first, you know, we were worried that they weren't going to all ripen at once, and they Mm -hmm. were hard to really hard to pick. But then they would ripen in clusters, and you could just. Where is your farm?
1: Let's give everybody a little background to back you.
10: So we actually just purchased a a farm that we're now we're growing. almost all our vegetables at our our new farm in Howard County Um, we're in Woodbine which is kinda right next to Mount Airy Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's between Frederick and Baltimore and just north of DC so but
1: but most of your produce is from where like let's explain to people how it works
10: so so I've been running roadside markets is where we started we've been doing that for about 30 years in Montgomery County I, I okay, was the you're... first high school kid on River <laughs> Road. <laughs> I think I nearly hit you twice. Right? <laughs> but uh, So we've been doing it for a long time. Then we, From there, we got into farming, but we would start out by going to farms. So we would, just buying there. We would drive out to the sh- eastern shore right when they started picking corn, or we'd head to Poolsville. And, um, so we've been doing that, and we've been getting into farming over the last 10 years, but we just went from a 5-acre farm to a 60-acre farm, but we're still – we're still working with other local farms for our corn, melons, and tree fruit, and but we stay within a hundred miles, and we bring in everything. How
0: did you guys find each other initially?
7: I guess who we Fred's his brother, uh, Steve Norman, yeah. his friend's mine, and then that's how we met, and they were all in the business.
0: So um, were they supplying Marcel's and?
7: No, this is actually before. This is way back when, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I guess I was just kind of I was just moving back from Atlanta, met up with John. They had a little store in
0: Bethesda and, uh, at Sal. You know, fresh is, it's not brand new, but it's yeah. relatively new, recent past. And uh, most people do, Well, maybe you know,
1: to you, but not yeah. to people no, cooking I mean, in the kitchen. No, 16,
0: 20 years ago, people weren't worrying about fresh. They no, just, 16,
1: 20 years ago, people weren't talking about it. Yeah. But now, I mean, more people are obviously looking for those connections. And Six, you see. 16,
7: 20 years ago, there were actually farms in Montgomery County and the surrounding counties. It's all been developed now, and it's just hard to find. And there was a lot of. Uh, scammers out there.
1: Well, so now good when job. you guys are working together, do you bring chef products and be like, "Hey, what do you want to do with this?" Or do you mm-hmm. say, "Hey, can you grow next year?" Like, how how do you work with the chef?
10: Well, well, Gene and I, we like you said, we've known each other for a long time, so mm-hmm. we have a good, you know, friendship, and uh, and he is well situated right in between our like two of our locations, and and actually right next door to where we used to have a market in Bethesda. And he's like right on this stretch of uh, Bethesda on Bethesda Avenue, right? And um, and so you know, it's just very convenient mm. for me to grab something, or 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 we'll even pick something at the Farm Forum when for he, him when he wants it.
0: Plus, you're right across from Euro Motorcars. Can you get me a deal?
7: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I might be able to help. All right, good. <laughs> cool. All, right, All right, so let's make sure everybody knows where Suma is exactly. Forty nine twenty one Bethesda Avenue. It's the
7: old. Uh, uh, Louisiana Kitchen.
0: Yeah, and they, they have, have a great lot. patio uh, by the way. way, way, way patio. The
7: outdoor dining areas for people that too. have been around. And we're we're right across some Euro Motorcars.
10: All right, and John, uh, Norman's Farm Market. Can we uh, you, come? Can we come to the farm? Um, well. Yes. Okay. Yeah, you can come. Just let me know. We we're not really open to the public <laughs> yet. No,
1: you cannot come. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. Sure. <laughs> no, but we will,
10: we're going <laughs> to be hosting, like, uh, events, like seasonal events. I don't want to sleep over. Plan. I just wanted to know if we could come yeah. to the farm and buy produce. Good well,
1: actually, the last farmer we had in did invite us out, and we did sleep over. That's, so.
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. that's right. We had a great old time. All right, guys, thanks very much. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for coming in. So now it's time to talk a little bit about your cruise.
1: Okay.
0: Um, Nikki is Celebrity Cruise's brand ambassador for the Washington area, mm-hmm. and they came to her about, God, it's been about eight months, and no. said we want... It's been a, a No, 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 I'm talking about this particular cruise. Oh, right. And said we... Sort would just like stay off my microphone? <laughs> Anyways. They said, we, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking about doing a, a cruise, our first ever, with D.C. chefs. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have in mind if you had to come up with something? Right.
1: So. so anyway, I'm really fortunate because they asked me to curate a cruise, which I thought was like, how hard can that be? Um, and it wasn't actually hard because there's so many fabulous people in the D.C. market who are doing amazing things. So on this cruise, we have Mike Isabella. Marjorie Meek Bradley, Derek Brown, and David Guas, And it's a nice selection of uh, chefs in the D.C. market who are all doing different things. And we're going to have so much fun. So we leave from Miami. It's January 28th. We go from Miami to Cozumel to Jamaica to Grand Cayman to Hispanola and back to Miami. It's a seven-day trip. And it's the kind of trip that's been totally upgraded. So there's premier dining Already included in your package. There's uh, premier drinking already included in your package, and you That's really
0: kind idea. Right. The
1: and there's really um, fantastic time with the chefs. So uh, when we go to um, Mexico yeah,
7: to Cozumel, to
1: Cozumel, thank you. When we go to Mexico, uh, we get a private trip with the chefs. They'll be barbecuing on a private beach. Derek will be mixing cocktails. There'll be two demos and a fantastic luncheon. And, of course, just... Look
0: at Fabrice. You did not ask me. Yeah, I know. Sorry,
1: Fabrice.
0: <laughs> you rotten girl. Uh,
1: the hope is, is that if this trip is successful, that they will do lots more with it's other... because your ice
0: cream would, would melt. Would you
1: stop, please? <laughs> There'll be lots more with other D.C. chefs. So please go to dcchefscruise.com. Uh, you can find out all the details there. Uh, we are selling out. There's only 50 rooms available for this specific trip. So if you're interested, definitely check it out ASAP. And then I do also want to give a shout out too to Gloria Ferrar, who I'm also working with. They are the spa- I know I got a lot going on. Oh. Uh, they're the Sparkling Wine Company out of California. They're doing a national event uh, for amateur chefs to create their own appetizers, and it's all across the country. They're actually doing an event here in DC, which I am judging, where people will create appetizers to go with their sparkling wines. so you have one week left if you're interested in getting in on that um, and we hope to see you there did
0: well, i miss anything uh, no i think uh, amin should take some of these uh, garnishes and enter them in the appetizer <laughs> right, right, oh, i want
3: to go on this cruise all right well, yeah. wanna, well, then well let me let me do bug.
0: one more thing on the cruise first of all the website is dc chefs plural cruise.com I,
1: I, I did say that
0: all right well you, you 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 slur, um, and uh, I mean the thing. Celebrity really wants to encourage this kind of a a package thing down the road. So this is when I say value price. The entire week, everything included, best drinks, all the food, blah blah blah. Seventeen hundred bucks a person, which is not bad. Not bad. Look at Amin. He's. Yeah, that's right. just, uh, <laughs> <laughs>
3: just.
0: Stroke me that check right now, baby. I
3: think
0: I have Victor pay. Uh, you have should Victor. have Victor yeah, pay.
3: r Victor They're should pay. R&D.
1: I think Victor is mad that he's not part of the <laughs> chefs.
0: Uh, well, he so do we pick need up some the fresh vegetables? vegetables?
1: Do we need some fresh vegetables? Yeah,
0: do you guys need farmers yeah. on the Yeah, vegetables? we do. We do. And we need a cow. <laughs> I
10: play guitar, though. <laughs> All right.
0: So before we go, I want to know because you're clearly like a chemist back in the kitchen. I mean. fiddling with oh, stuff oh me yeah, yeah you yeah, yeah. i mean <laughs> <kind of laughs> <kind> of <laughs> of pointing the, the guy PhD. out on the sidewalk no so what else is on the horizon for you guys at del campo
3: um well hopefully this thing is like an evolving thing you know uh, we're going to change it up seasonally the drinks the cocktail menu
1: mm-hmm. do you um, think like come like late fall and winter there'll be some warm cocktails maybe
3: yeah the, the definitely the garnishes will change um the cocktails will change mm-hmm. uh, seasonalities you know maybe talk to uh him over here. Our farmer. Our farmer. Farmer John. John. Farmer that, John. The one that kind of lets us go to his farm. You know. <laughs> the, I guess you're only invited to the farm. No, no. Like. no, I think no. We should take a field trip. I think, I think I'm the only person rejected from visiting the farm. <laughs> But yeah, you know we, oh, we, we got we'll, the show's over. No, Tell it's me not over. Capo is it's eleven fifty nine. It's at seven 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 I Street Northwest. Okay. Stop talking. I mean, okay, okay. thank Let's you. <laughs> All right, we
1: want to thank everybody for coming in studio today. As you know, there's so much going on. You can always go to the list are you on it, dot com to find out everything. Today we did everything on Facebook Live, so you can watch it there. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter at NikkiNellis. Uh, nikki nellis dot nellis right. At Nikki Dallas and on Instagram. Thank you all for joining us today. We're off for two weeks, but we'll be playing Best Doves. Have a delicious week.